Welcome to Mike's Notes. Today on the podcast, we look at what the XMBA is, who's done it, and how you can do it yourself. The XMBA is going to be what we call the experiential MBA. So a traditional MBA stands for Masters of Business Administration. And what we are going to look at today is how to create your own MBA. MBAs or any advanced degrees can be really expensive. In the post, I share some numbers for different degree costs that I found. Uh, The Kellogg School at Northwestern University has a cost of $130,000. Columbia Journalism School has a cost of $50,000 a year. Traditional MBAs are really expensive, but that doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that they're good and it doesn't mean that they're bad. What this post aims to figure out is whether or not they're good for you or bad for you. I got started thinking about the XMBA approach and why it might work when I was listening to a Michael Schur interview. Schur was the showrunner for Parks and Recreation, and he explained about one time in the show when Amy Poehler, the star of the show, was pregnant. And so they had to figure out how to work around her pregnancy because she would be uh, recovering from giving birth and spending time with her babies right when the show was supposed to start filming again. And so what they decided to do was to film a six-episode, basically mini-series, before, at the end of the previous season, and then they would run that uh, while Polar was uh, being a mother and spending time with her babies. And then when she came back, they would have like six episodes in the bank that they would run with for that season, and then they would go from there. And it worked out really well. And what he explained was that that experiment actually set the tone for what they would do further on in the show. So in experimenting, they found something that actually worked a little bit better. And that's what they ended up using. And I think the XMBA can be the same experiment for some people. We can look at what other people have done, and we can try to figure out if uh, the commonalities there are better for us. And if they are, that's an experiment that we should go ahead and do. This podcast, like the other podcasts of Mike Notes, will have three characters or three pillars that we build everything around. Our first character is Tim Ferriss, best-selling author and lifestyle entrepreneur du jour. Our second character is Sophia Amoruso, founder of Nasty Gal, author of Hashtag Girlboss, podcaster and Instagrammer. And our third character is Ezra Klein, blogger, journalist, and co-founder of Vox Media. In these three characters, we will see the story of the XMBA, see how they rolled their own graduate education, and then from that, we'll extract a few big ideas. Character one is Tim Ferriss. Now, before I started this post, researching this post and this podcast, I didn't realize that Ferris had written two really good posts about his ex-MBA experiences. And if you go on his blog, you can certainly find those and read about it. But there were two key parts to what Ferris wrote that I just want to pull out for this part. First was that Ferris went in with very specific goals. He had a dollar amount that he was willing to lose. 
he aimed to become involved with 6 to 12 companies through this investing as part of his learning. And he had very specific goals for what he wanted to learn. He wanted to learn about rapid product design and initiating acquisition conversations. So that was Ferris's goal for entering it. And the second thing I took away from Ferris was how much he really wanted to get an MBA. He writes glowingly about the Stanford campus and about being around these really smart people, about sitting in lecture halls and just having his socks blown off by what he was learning. So there's an emotional pull to Ferris and to all of our characters because each of them started out as outsiders and the MBA or any graduate degree is this sort of signal that, okay, yes, you're not an outsider anymore. You're an insider now. Uh, the second character we're going to look at is Sophia Amoruso. Amoruso founded the uh, clothing company Nasty Gal by buying used and vintage clothing, selling them on her eBay store. She got kicked out of eBay and she started her own store. And Amoruso writes in her book, Girl Boss, that Nasty Gal was her MBA. One example from the book is when Amoruso needed shelving from her, for her warehouse, and she didn't know what to buy, and she didn't really know how to approach it, so she just Googled warehouse shelving, clicked over to images, and then she looked around to see what other people were using in the warehouse. And so she was just sort of piecemealing it together. And that's something that happens with a lot of the XMBA situations, is that people just sort of figure things out as they go, and they accumulate this knowledge. Amoruso actually started this MBA of sorts when she was younger. She wanted to go to art school, but tuition was $50,000 a year, and so she couldn't do that. Instead, she did this art project uh, of a photo, a photo series called Arm to Bless, and that series not only taught her more about taking pictures, something that she would later rely on for her eBay store and then for her Nasty Gas store, but it also told her how to tell stories and how to finish projects. Both of those things would come in handy when she was in charge of running uh, the fastest growing company in retail. Our third character is Ezra Klein. Klein graduated as a, a poli-sci major from UCLA and he started out blogging and as a blogger, he saw an opportunity to write for the Washington Monthly. Now, this was an opportunity at a really good paper, especially for Klein, who was an outsider to the journalism industry. But it didn't pay much, and this was actually a good thing, because Klein didn't need the money, he needed the experience. And he thought about going uh, back to school and getting a degree and maybe doing that, but instead he took this position at the Washington Monthly, and that taught him more than... Uh, probably any graduate school would have. Plus, it gave him the experience that let him get a job at the Washington Post and then eventually start his company, start the company Vox.com. And Klein advises young people that write to him about this very thing. Quote, don't go to journalism school. You're better off just interning or writing a blog or reading think tank papers. When I hire, I see J school experiences neutral. It doesn't separate one resume from another in the least. And a lot of journalism schools teach bad habits and make you pay for the privilege of learning them, end quote. So Klein has found out through his own experiences, and then he articulates it to younger people, that you need experiences much more than you need a degree. So how do you do this on your own? To do your ex-MBA, there's five things 
that popped up through our three characters' experiences that you'll want to consider. Number one is opportunity cost. Everything has an opportunity cost. If you do option A rather than option B, there's an opportunity cost. The blog post that accompanies this podcast would take you about seven minutes to read. This podcast will take you like 12 to 15 minutes to listen to. Whatever you didn't do because you read this post or listened to this podcast is the opportunity cost. For each of our three characters, the opportunity cost of graduate school was really high. Ferris would have had to give up writing books and producing a television show. Uh, Klein would have had to give up an opportunity to write at the Washington Post and read think tank papers. And Maruso's business would probably gone out of business if she had stopped, went to graduate school, and then come back to running a business. There was just too much work that needed done for each of these people to jump into a MBA program. Even when at night, they needed to keep moving on their core things and then learn as they go. Number two is the financial costs. An MBA program can be really expensive. The Kellogg program at Northwestern University costs $130,000. Now granted, Ben Thompson, one of my favorite podcasters at Exponent FM, went there, and he's really smart. His analysis on the technology industry is really good, but there's a cost to that. If you can't afford to pay $130,000, then you need to find a different way to learn, a different way to continue growing. And the XMBA may be part of that. Number three, connections. Each of the people we looked at, each of our characters, went ahead and created connections on their own. Whether it was part of their character or accidentally or out of necessity, you need to create connections. Klein uh, connected with people in the industry and became more of an insider, more of a journalist. Ferris made connections with people and now he sits on dozens of advisory boards for companies because of the people he met there. And and Amoruso went ahead and connected with people as well, people that she would eventually hire to work at Nasty Gal. Number four, you have to be a strong self-directed learner. You can't aimlessly pursue the XMBA approach. You have to be really directed. Uh, As Klein and Amoruso and Ferris all attest, there's not a lot of time when you're pursuing your own thing. Uh, Ezra Klein says that he never worked so hard as his early days of blogging because he was just so interested in reading and writing about the things he was doing. Amoruso moved away from her friends, but she said that was okay. Quote, I was addicted to my business and to watching it grow every day, end quote. And even Ferris is notorious for how hard he works and the hours that he keeps. So you have to realize that any free moment is in pursuit of the XMBA rather than uh, scrolling through Reddit or aimless internet searching. Number five, experience is more important to you than signaling. A degree is a really good signaling factor. The fact that Ben Thompson of Exponent FM has a degree from Kellogg is a big thing. His co-host, James Allworth, has his graduate degree from Harvard University. So both of these guys, just the fact that they have that makes you think that they're kind of smart. And if you do the ex-MBA approach, you don't have that. A way to split the difference, as I was looking at this, is is to figure out a way to show the work you did, but really for the main reward to be the experience. 
And the best example I found of this would be running a car wash. A quick Google search says that it costs about $3,000 to start a car wash. If you just wanted the bare bones, building, land, uh, utilities, equipment, a car wash is only $3,000. That's not a lot of money if you compare it to the time and resource commitments that an MBA program is. And you could probably learn a lot from a car wash. You would learn marketing. You would have to maybe manage a staff, repairs. You would have seasonality with your car wash. You would have to learn how to keep books and do accounting and maybe some economics, some microeconomics and things like that. So you could do something like a car wash or write a book or create reports or something like that that showed how you were learning. It would be your version of signaling rather than having a degree from um, a, good, uh, a good graduate school. In summary, Mark Suster writes a nice post, has a nice post, about this idea of whether it's time to learn or if it's time to earn. Suster writes, quote, My advice is often make sure that what you get out of working at this company is one or several of the following, a great network of talented executives and VCs, more responsibility than your last job, specific industry or technical skills that will help you in what you want to do next, a chance to partner with companies that will increase your industry relationships, etc., end quote. Now, Suster's advising someone whether or not they should join a startup, that is, whether they should learn about it, or if they should join an established company where they'll earn some money. And you can replace startup with education or graduate degree in this example. And you can see, you can see how the similarities are still there. If you want to do this, you have to have specific goals, you have to have specific aims, and you need to be disciplined enough to do it. If you want to create your own MBA program, that's what I figured out, and thanks for listening to this edition of Mike's Notes.